0: Let start with a prayer, Mike. You're good? Okay. Holy God, who makes eyes to see and ears to hear, speak to us clearly today and move our hearts towards you in a deep relationship that we may know you more fully, to trust you more deeply, to give you the only thing we really have to give ourselves completely and without reserve, may we know you better so that we can be all you want us to be, loving and serving you with our entire being, and pouring out the blessings of your love to others around us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, I really need this yet. So, <clears throat> oh, this week at, at Boulder City, we have a church that has a cute little marquee, and I love to go past the marquee and see the marquee uh, with its fresh sayings. This time I just really had to chuckle because it said, if you don't know the bread of life, Your toast. (laughs) Do I get (laughs) butter? So today we'll be talking about a woman who chose the bread of life. She knows the bread of life. A woman who knows that she was bought for a price. Like we know that we were bought for a price, a costly price, and set free. And that's what we'll talk about today. Now I can move that Because this starts with a dramatic illustration. I had a dream. I was on a platform much like this. And my arms were in irons and chains hung between them. And my legs were shackled also with a chain running between it. I could feel the heaviness, the weight. And there were people all around me, crowding in on me, poking prodding me, lifting my arms, making me do circles, checking my teeth. And I realized I was going to be sold as a slave on the auction block. These people all over. I was so frightened. My spirit was so heavy. I felt so hopeless And all these people just crowded around me and around me. And then I trembled as I heard the auctioneer say, let the bidding begin. And the the bidding did begin. But it was such a low price that was being offered for me. I mean... Certainly, I had more value than what they were offering to pay for me as a slave. And what was funny about the bidding is that the price never went up. The same people were bickering at one another over the small price they were offering, but no one would top another's price. And it went on. And it went on wasn't I more valuable than what they were offering for me? And as I saw these people bickering back and forth over trying to get something for nothing, I saw a man in the back. And he he was a man who was carrying an axe, and an axe slung over his shoulder, and he caught, my eye, we got eye contact. And I couldn't read his expression, I don't know. But he began to make his way through the crowd until he got to the front. And again, he looked at me as I looked at him, and I was so fearful. So I had no idea in all this chaos what would become of me. Then the man with the ax cried out a costly price. He offered a costly price, an unbelievable price, a price that could not be matched. And as he offered that, nobody, the crowd hushed, and nobody could match that price. And he, the auctioneer, yelled, going, going, gone to the man with the axe. And I trembled. And he came up to the platform, and he grabbed my chains, not so gently, I might say, and I fought against him. And he took me down off of the platform, down, and he started pulling me through the crowd and I cried and I fought and I wept and trembled in fear as he pulled me out through the crowd and out along the street of the village. I found myself on the outskirts. This man with the axe pulling me, pulling me. And there we were on the outskirts. And then he drug me into the desert, into a dry and lonely place where there were no people to hear me cry out. No one. And I was perplexed, and I didn't know what to do. And he brought me to this boulder, and he commanded me to lay my chain across the boulder. And I laid it, turned my head away, And up came the axe, and down came the axe, and clink! My chains were loosed. And then he took the leg irons and put them over the boulder too. And up came the axe, and down came the axe, and clink! I was free. I was free. (sighs) And he looked down at me, and he said calmly, You are free. You are free, and he turned around. He started to walk away, and I just couldn't understand. I was free. I I was I was free. He set me free. He just paid a costly price for me, and then set me free. I don't understand. But as The thought of my freedom penetrated into my heart that he had set me free. I began to get excited, but I saw him. He was walking, still walking away. He was getting away. He paid a costly price for my freedom. I was free, I was free. He set me free. I didn't want to lose him, so I started to run to catch him. I had to catch him. Oh, but he was getting away. So I ran as quickly as I could. Oh, I can't let him get away. And then I caught him. And I flung myself at his feet all the while crying, you set me free. You set me free. And I wrapped my arms around his legs and clung to him crying. (laughs) You set me free You set me free. I am free. I am free. You set me free I will This skit illustrates the journey of life. It could be growth in a Christian's life walk over time as the woman started from one place and ended in another. Or it could be the repeating cycle that we experience, the seasons throughout our lives. But this morning, I want to point out who the woman represents, and the four attitudes or choices that I see in the woman through her ordeal and in the process of being set free. Number one, the woman represents someone who has been told or is being told that she has no value the bidding war that never increases, continues on in her presence, and she gets the clear message that these people didn't want to pay very much for her at all. They didn't see value in her. The world would also like to tell us that we don't have value or that we're of little value. Some of you here today have been told that you are nothing that you'll never amount to anything you've been told that since your childhood or in your childhood by the very people who are closest to you you may be experiencing something like that in your daily life right now maybe you feel like you're not good enough like you'll never be good enough like you can't live up to a certain standard or may maybe be uh, Or you may be discouraged because of the cycle of sin that happens to be occurring in your life right now. Perhaps you can't seem to get the victory over it. And you begin to listen not only to the ungodly lies of the people in your past, but you are listening to the lies of the enemy of our souls. You're listening to the thief from John 10.10 who wants to kill and steal and destroy. Did you know he wants to kill you or whatever is alive around you and to steal from you and to destroy you? But I want to encourage you today that Jesus, in that very same verse it says, came to give life in abundance. So I urge you to stop listening to the ungodly lies. You must find a way to replace them with the truth of God's word. Scripture says God loves you. He loves us so much he sent his son to die for our sins when each and every one of us should have paid for our own sins. God knew we could never pay the price. The costly price that Jesus, in his Father's will, submitted to. And yes, because he also loves us so much that he emptied himself This says, Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, to be held on to. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross John 15:13 says <clears throat> there is no greater love than that a man lay down his life for another and that is just what Jesus did in fact he laid down his life while we were still sinners while we were still his enemies Number two, the woman also represents someone who knows the cost offered for her was more than she deserved. In other words, there's a fine line between the fact that we have value and that we aren't worthy. The man with the axe just paid a costly price, an unbelievable price for the woman, a price that she knew she wasn't worth, or worthy of. She could never pay back or work hard enough to earn her freedom from the man or work hard enough to pay him back. She knew she could have never offered that price to free her own self from the auction. She realized she needed someone to save her from that slavery that she was sold into. But she didn't realize that the man with the ax would buy her and then set her free. He was the one who saw the value in her and then gave her worth. And without him, she was nothing. We also are nothing without God. He's the one who sees our value and he gives us worth. He made us. And the Son left heaven in all its glory and riches and became human, bought us with the costly price of his precious blood and life and paying the penalty that we owed that we could never pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone To wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song Amazing Grace. My Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Oh, oh, he loves us so much. David had a good idea about. That his worth came from God and that our worth comes from God. You can hear it in David's perplexity in the following scriptures. In considering the work of God's hands, he prays What is man that you're mindful of him? The Son of Man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands, and put everything under his feet. And again, O oh Lord, what is man that you care for him, a son of man, that you think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a fleeting shadow. Oh, we're not deserving of his gifts or grace. We are nothing without him. And he is the one who gives us worth. Third, the woman represents someone who knows that she needs a a savior, but is uncertain, not knowing the intentions of the man with the ax. All these questions begin to invade her mind because she does not yet know him. Will he harm me? What kind of slave will he make me? What's the ax for? Why does he carry it? And these questions are really based on herself, her needs, her survival, her comfort, her future. They're all self-serving and self-centered questions. If she knew him better, or even at all, she would realize that the intentions, his intentions for her, are for her good. And he wants what's best for her, and that she can trust him but because he does she does not know him yet she struggles against his will the one the very one who would buy her to set her free she struggles against him she fights and she screams and she weeps and she trembles in fear and she digs in her heels and forces him to drag her along because his purpose will not be thwarted. His purpose is to make us like Christ. His purpose is to set us free. It will not be thwarted. You're his child, and if you go kicking and screaming and resisting his will, he'll still get the job done and make you more like Christ. Anyway, her journey with him at this point was deeply troubling as he drags her along so that he can get her to the place where she needs to be so that he can set her free. Are any of you struggling today with the will of God? You know he bought you. You know you're on a journey with him. But you still want to do things your way. Do you feel like you're being dragged along? Maybe you feel out of control? Are you still concerned and fearful of his intentions for you? I encourage you to get to know him. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. The word name here in the Old Testament always referred to character you get to know somebody say "Oh, so-and-so's a nice guy or so-and-so's really rich there's some character issues and and you say the name and it's associated with a character those who know your name will trust in you and anyway we have the advantage over this woman she truly was blind to what the man with the axe planned to do for her. But we, we have the word of God to read in order to get to know him, his character. And we have the spirit of God to illuminate the word. That word tells us of his love and intentions. He loves us so much that he bought us to set us free but we too are on a journey with him so that he can get us to a place where he can set us free from whatever bondage we're going through. It's the process of growth. It's a lifelong process that will happen throughout your life. It's also called sanctification. That's what he wants for us. That's his purpose, that we become more like Christ. And that word also tells us that God wants us to be changed into the image of Christ. To become more like Jesus in ever increasing glory. To walk as Jesus did in obedience and submission to the Father's will. In other words he loves us too much to let us stay the same. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Let me make that simpler. And we are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. That's why with unveiled faces, we can reflect the Lord's glory, because we're being changed into the image of His Son. And in that, we reflect God's glory to our areas of influence, to the people at our work, at our family, in our homes, on the streets. Here's another verse about the likeness and the conformity. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers This verse, by the way, comes right after the one that says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And what's his purpose? To make us like Christ, so that we can reflect his glory. You know, this verse, though, is often used to comfort those who face adversity. But have you ever considered that the very adversity in which we struggle is meant to fulfill this purpose of God, that we are being conformed into the likeness of His Son? Have you ever considered that that is the good that will come out of your trial? So I say to you and urge you to read God's word, especially the New Testament. And you will come to know God's love for us, his liberating love, that his intentions for us is for our good, that he wants to set us free and make us more like his son. You will discover that he gave us the commandments. They're for our good. He gave it to us so that we could be set free and transformed into the likeness of Jesus and to walk as Jesus did. The more you read his word, the more you will know God, his character, his love, and be changed. You will realize as these truths penetrate your spirit that you can trust him. Fourth, the woman represents someone who finally realizes the immensity of the gift given her. The truth of the matter has finally penetrated her spirit. He set her free and she's amazed. At first she didn't understand and then as reality dawns on her she understands and responds. Her praise is the repetition of what he has done for her. You set me free. You set me free she said over and over again. She understands that she has value. More value than the world claims she had, value in his eyes, but yet did nothing to deserve the gift of being set free after having been bought at such a costly price. She understands now that she just struggled against his will, and all he wanted to do was set her free. She must have felt foolish, but she didn't let that get in the way of her victory her celebration, her praise, and her elation. So, knowing that she had nothing left to give, nothing to give at all, she gives of herself totally and completely, I will serve you forever. She has come to know his intentions were good for her the whole while that she struggled against him. And that he meant to set her free, and she finally responds by surrendering. Many of you here today are at this place in your spiritual walk. You have been delighted by your discovery that he means you no harm, his intentions are for your good. In your delight, you're drawn more to him. And you found that he, because he gave his all for you, you also on a daily basis offer your all. You're not being conformed to the world anymore, to the standard of the world, but you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind in time with him and in his word. You're offering yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him knowing his will is to make you more like Jesus. And if you fall away from this, you get back up, and you do not let the temporary speed bump in the road slow you down, but you continue to run towards the goal, the prize of his high calling, as Paul would say. And what is that high calling? That we love God through worship that we love our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ through nurture and encouragement, and that we reach out to extend Jesus' love and compassion to the lost and dying world. In sharing with others how he set you free, you are serving him forever. Now, I explained earlier that this skit was, it represented the journey of life, the growth in a Christian's walk over time, or even a repetitive cycle of seasons throughout the life of a Christian. But I would be negligent if I didn't point out that the skit also represented people who do not yet know God or have a relationship with him and have not yet given their lives to him. They do not yet know the truth that he paid a great price in order to set them free. And they fight against his will, and all he wants to do is break their chains. And if they only let him have his way in their lives, he would set them free, and their response would be to make him lord of their lives and to give the only thing that they have to give themselves fully and completely Is that you this morning? God loves you so much, and He sees your value because He has given you worth. He wants to break the chains in your life, and He wants to see you set free from whatever holds you in bondage. He wants to guide your growth. Are you fighting against God's will for you today? Are you questioning his intentions for you? Please stop fighting and believe. Believe that he's for you. Believe that he has a plan for your life. Believe that his intentions are for your good, your growth, your abundant life. Believe because it's the truth, and the truth will set you free. Believe that God the Father sent his one and only Son to die for you as a sacrifice for sins. Christ already died for the world. The Bible says he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, but not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So he already paid for you a costly price to set you free. You cannot earn your own freedom. Believe, and you will know him. Know his liberating love, his intentions, and your response will be love for him. First John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. He loved us with his liberating love. And if that's you this morning, pray from your hearts as I invite everyone to join with me praying, Father, I believe, believe. and Lord, I need you, you. Save save me, I am yours, you set me free, I will serve you forever. And if anybody here today did pray that for the first time in their heart of hearts, come let the leadership know so that we can welcome you into the family of God. Now, if everyone will just stand with me. And Lord, I now pray over this body of believers that they come to realize their worth in you and given by you. That they come to know you better each day as you speak to them through your word. And as they know you better, they come to trust you more. That if they're fighting, they no longer fight your will. And as the immensity of your gift and your liberating love continues for them to penetrate their hearts, they respond by giving themselves to you more fully and completely anew each day. And their praise is the repetition of what you've done for them, proclaiming it to everyone in their areas of influence and thereby encouraging those around them, shining the light of your liberating love and advancing your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.